Would you rather be a moth or a cockroach? When the light comes on in the dark, a cockroach runs into the dark, scatters, heads, flees. And when a light comes on in the dark, the moth is drawn to the light. Would you rather be a moth or a cockroach? When Jesus' light shines into the darkness of the world, some people will run further into the dark. Others are drawn into his light. In John chapter 3, we meet a moth, someone who is drawn to Jesus' light. His name is Nicodemus. Follow with me, please, in verse 1 of chapter 3. Now, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you were doing if God were not with him. Now, we should expect that Nicodemus is someone who is in the light. Look at his credentials. He's a Jew. He belongs to God's Old Testament special people. He is a Pharisee. He is somebody who wanted to take God's Testament laws more seriously than other people. He's a member of the ruling council, also known as the Sanhedrin, a public office that people would take up voluntarily to help others take God's Old Testament law seriously. On paper, Nicodemus' credentials look very good. We should expect that he is in the light. But when Nicodemus gets up close to Jesus, he's exposed by the light and his credentials count for nothing. So Jesus says in verse 8, I tell you the truth. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. How can a man be born when he's old? Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb? Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Now, Jesus says you should not be surprised because Nicodemus should not be surprised. While what Jesus is saying is a little bit strange to Nicodemus, it's not ridiculous. Because there's background to what Jesus is saying is in the Old Testament in Ezekiel 36. I'm going to read a couple of verses from Ezekiel 36 now. And if you were with us last year, tune your ears in for a phrase that we picked out as one that was very, very important in reading the Old Testament. You'll get it. I'll see your smiles. Ezekiel 36. God here is speaking through the prophet Ezekiel to his people who are in exile, who have been taken out of the land. And God gives them a promise. He says... I will take you out of the nations. I will gather you from all the countries and bring you back into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you'll be clean. 
I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from, your, from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Did you hear the phrase? I will. I will. I will. When God makes a promise, I will. And when God makes a promise, he will do what he says. Now, if Nicodemus is remembering this promise, in the light, he's starting to go, hang on. God does the cleansing. God does the washing. Being taken into God's kingdom, it is God who gives the new heart. It is God who gives the spirit. It is God who does the born againing. You see, coming into God's kingdom is something that God does. Not Nicodemus, not you, nor I. Credentials count for nothing. Everyone is on a level playing field. Now this is big news for Nicodemus. Is it good news for Nicodemus? When we come into Jesus' light... We see ourselves as God does. No filters, no Photoshop, no edits. And in Jesus' light, we all need to be born again. Yet out of God's great love for us, God gave for us. This is what John reflects on in verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. You see, when we come into Jesus' light, we realise we're all on a level playing field before God but God does something out of his great love for us. God gave Now, we don't know where this leaves Nicodemus. For now, the narrative moves on. We will meet Nicodemus again later in John's Gospel. But John leaves Nicodemus because he wants to turn the focus, to turn the spotlight on us. How will we respond to Jesus' light? Will you come to Jesus' light? Are you a moth? Will you be exposed by Jesus' light as a sinner and turn to him in belief and be saved? Verse 18 says, Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. Too often, 
though we don't really think it, we operate, though, like church is an elite club for Christians with credentials. We don't think it, but we operate in a way where we pretend like we don't sin. We cover over our faults. We make excuses for one another. We don't really think it. None of us think that we're not sinners, but often we pretend like we're not. A lady once complimented uh, Scottish preacher Robert Murray McShane on his godliness, that he stood out. He replied to her, Madam, if you could see into my heart, you would spit in my face. There's a man in the light who doesn't pretend, who doesn't cover it over. For you and I, in Jesus' light, we've got to be honest with ourselves. And as we're honest with ourselves in the light of Jesus, we can be honest before God and one another. Billy Graham's funeral was held yesterday, a celebration of his life and his ministry. You could call him Mr. Born Again. He spent his life calling people into Jesus' light. He preached to more people than anyone has ever spoken to. He stands out in the history of the world. He's one of the most significant figures of the 20th century. Even after his death, his message continued to go out and he uh, approved that this, well, I'm going to read out now a short article that he approved for publication after he had died. His last editorial is responding to the question, Mr. Graham, how would you like to be remembered? This is Billy's response. I hope I'll be remembered as someone who is faithful. Faithful to God, faithful to the gospel of Jesus Christ and faithful to the calling God gave me. I'm sure I have failed in many ways. But I take comfort in Christ's promise of forgiveness. I take comfort also in God's ability to take even our most imperfect efforts and use them for his glory. By the time you read this, by the time you read this, I'll be in heaven. As I write this, I'm looking forward with great anticipation to the day when I will be in God's presence forever. But I won't be in heaven because I've preached to large crowds. I won't be in heaven because I've tried to live a good life. I'll be in heaven for one reason. Many years ago, I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ, who died on the cross to make our forgiveness possible and rose again from the dead to give us eternal life. Do you know you will go to heaven when you die? You can, by committing your life to Jesus Christ today. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. At many of Billy Graham's crusades, following his talk and his invitation for people to put their trust and belief in Jesus. The gathered masses would sing the hymn, Just As I Am, a hymn that invites us to come into the light. It brings us before God on a level playing field. Here's some of the lyrics. Just as I am without one plea, 
but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bidst me come to thee. O Lamb of God, I come. Just as I am, you will receive, with welcome, pardon, cleanse, relieve, because your promise I believe. O Lamb of God, I come. Just as I am, your love unknown has broken every barrier down. Now to be thine, yes, thine alone, O Lamb of God, I come. Will you come? Will you be drawn to Jesus' light? And, and, and knowing his light and his life be real before God and one another. And I wonder if then more people around us might see what Jesus is doing as we are real with God and one another, not pretending but real, that people might see us more and more of what Jesus is doing in our lives and that they too might be drawn to the light like moths.